Hey guys, Joe McCall, REI in your car. How you doing? I'm excited about this beautiful day. It's mid-80s, sunny. Expecting some rain today. We'll see if that happens. I'm just driving right now to Best Buy to return something and then I'm going to my new office. My new one-person solo office. I, uh, those of you that know me, I used to have an office I shared with three other real estate investors and it was cool but we had to leave for various reasons and so we're all looking for a new office together and we haven't found anything yet so the internet is so horrible and where I live with my home office that I just need to get another office to work out of sometimes I'll probably be in there two three days a week max so don't ask me how much it costs uh, it's not cheap but it's one of those offices like those executive offices where it's already furnished for you and everything's included I even have a, an assistant or secretary that answers the phones and will handle all my mail if I wanted to do that probably won't but anyway I was gonna answer a couple questions today as I was driving and I wanted to answer a question about contracts I get this question I get two of these questions a lot one of them by the way was from the podcast hotline so if you want to ask me a question you can call or text anytime 24 hours a day seven days a week it won't wake anybody up uh, 636-255-8815 636-255-8815 I'm pretty sure that's the same number that I've been using before um, so you can text or call a phone uh, a question there so this question came is about contracts and when you send the contract do you sign it and what kind of expiration date do you put on it and so just for me personally whenever I send a contract I do not sign it the reason why is and this has happened to me before when the seller signs it, I've, if I've already signed it, I have a seven-day inspection period in there, or 14 days, whatever it was. In this particular situation, I had a seven-day inspection window. So when the guy signed it, sent it to me, I only go to the UPS store, my assistant does every three, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think. And, uh, you know, so it was, we got the mail on a Friday and I didn't get it until a Monday or Tuesday when I was finally in the office. So anyways, I only had like one or two days left in my inspection contingency. Well, first of all, it should not have been seven days. I don't know why it was, but I also realized, you know what? It took almost a week for him to sign it and me to get it. So that's got a, that's not a problem, but I just need to not sign the contract because then the contract isn't valid until both parties sign it. So when I send an offer in the mail, I do not sign it. It's valid when I sign it, which gives you a little more time to kind of evaluate the deal and see if it's really something that you want to pursue and continue with, right? Um, so, which, you know, kind of brings me up to another point. You sh you are sending offers to every single seller you talk to, right? Hmm? So if you if you get the way we do it, and this is really important to understand, I was on, a radio, I was on an interview yesterday with Vena Jones-Cox uh, from Ohio, by the way, those of you, you should go if you're in inner near Ohio, 
It's one of the biggest conventions in real estate world, and it's it's a conference hosted by the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association, I think. But it's in Cincinnati, I think. <laughs> it's in November, and it's called the OREA, O for Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. So if you just Google um, Ohio Real Estate Investors Association convention, um, something like that, you should find something, or just Google Vena Jones Cox. Vena is a great lady. She's been doing and teaching real estate for a long, long time, and uh, you can't the thing I like about Vina is she doesn't take any BS from anybody. Like, she sees through all the BS, and she's really good. Sometimes to a fault. I mean, like, but she, she's like, just no BS. I don't know how else to describe her. I mean, she's like a no BS kind of lady. Which I don't mean that in a bad way. That's like a good thing, right? So anyway, she's uh, she's a great educator too. She really teaches the real way to do deals. And anyway. So she's hosting this conference. She's done it every year, and I've been invited in the past to speak, and um, they invited me back again for some reason, and so I'm speaking on automated wholesaling in at this event. And my good buddy, Sean McCloskey, who's one of those guys I share the offices with, he'll be there as well. He's one of the keynote. I think he will be the keynote speaker, which is really cool. There'll be probably 800-something people there. It's a big event. Um... And they do a bunch of workshops. And they do sell, you know, they have some workshops where they don't sell anything. And they have some workshops where they do sell stuff. I will be selling my stuff, but my stuff is good stuff. So even if you don't buy my stuff, you'll still get a lot of value out of what I have to teach. So it'll be good. It'll be a good event if you guys are in Ohio. I'm also speaking in L.A. You know what I should do? I should I should send out an email to everybody. Like I'm speaking in L.A. in middle of October. I'm speaking in Chicago at a really good RIA in Chicago, um, the, I forget when, and I'm speaking in St. Louis real soon here, and I'm speaking, I just spoke in Indianapolis, and speaking in Phoenix at Sean Terry's event, Extreme Freedom Live, get your tickets now before they sell out, because it will sell out, and it's probably the best event, that and Oria, but, uh, at, at Sean's event, uh, nobody will be allowed to sell anything from the stage. That's going to be a real good event. Extreme Freedom Live, if you want information about that. And also, I'm speaking in Spain in a couple weeks. Isn't that crazy? So in the last couple months, I've spoken in St. Louis, Indianapolis. Then I'll be speaking real soon here in Chicago, L.A., Cincinnati, uh, Marbella, Spain. Phoenix, Arizona, and something else. But anyway, I'm super excited about it, right? I love teaching. I love teaching this stuff, and it's fun to get to travel and meet some really cool people, especially when I go to Spain. By the time you listen to this, I'm not sure if I've already been there, but man, it's just so cool to meet other investors from Europe doing deals, you know, and how they do it is different than ours, and their view on American politics is always fun to talk about, especially now. Um, so anyway... Wow, why did I go on that tangent? I was talking about automated wholesaling, and I'm going to be teaching on that. Well, one of the things, right, that you should be doing is you always are making offers to every single lead that comes in. And what I teach in my automated wholesaling system is every lead goes into two categories. Keep it simple. Don't complicate this. It goes into two categories, prospect or a suspect, okay? Um, and if you're not a black or white type of person, then get a third one, like unknown. 
and then maybe get a fourth one for completely dead leads. I don't care. But every lead that's a prospect, if it's a seller that you know you can tell there's some motivation on the phone, they they don't just want to sell; they need to sell. That kind of a call because you're answering your phones live, right? That kind of a call, it's a prospect, should just go ahead and make the appointment. Just make the appointment. If they've got a motivating factor, a reason why they need to sell, make the appointment, okay? Uh, motivation is really all that matters. Equity doesn't matter. If you do like what I teach with lease options, equity doesn't matter at all because you can offer a lease option on these deals, okay? If it's a prospect, which is every other lead, it's a prospect. You should go ahead and send them an offer in the mail. Okay, so when I make an offer to all my suspects, which is, I don't know the numbers, 85% of all of our leads, um, I send them a letter of intent with some different options in it. And it's really simple, and I don't sign that. If they sign it, then I look at the deal and evaluate. But I, the, the point I wanted to bring across is you should be making an offer to every single lead that you get into your world if the seller gives you an address, if you already have an address, and they call in response to your marketing, send them an offer. Send them a letter. Hey, it's great talking to you today. I'm sorry it's not going to work out that we can't buy your house right now or whatever. Um, and here's an offer for you to review. Here's some options. If you ever circumstances change, you ever change your mind, then give me a call. So you send them an offer which has options in it, and then you follow up with them every single month. And I guarantee you, I promise you this, you start doing that and following up with all your old leads, you're going to find close to half of your deals come from your follow-up, from the seller that said no, but because you followed up and because none of your competition is doing this, those will turn into deals. You just watch. All right. I think that's all I want to say for now. And I want to keep this under 10 minutes, so I better hurry up. Guys, take care, comb your hair, and be nice to everybody. I did a podcast recently a while ago called um, Wag More, Bark Less. <laughs> you guys should listen to that. Okay, I'm out of here. See ya.